we didn't roll for this, where we answer tabletop player questions that no one needed the answers to. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the where and what of werewolves. And why? <laughs> and how? And who? And huh? And other questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dustin. I'm Kaylin. And today we're joined with Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hi, I'm Nikki. <laughs> Would Whoa. you like to uh, tell everybody about yourself? Um... My name's Nikki, or Nickabrack on Twitch, if you've seen me over there. I am a biologist by trade and by study, uh, and big D&D nerd all the other times. Uh, I've been playing for about five years, um, and have recently started streaming on Twitch in order to talk about the biology of D&D creatures in our little segment we call Bob, the biology of beasts. Um, and it's been a lot of fun trying to figure out how these creatures could exist in like a, a truly biological sense. And then we like to make an encounter at the end uh, and try and figure out what would be the most natural environment, kind of bring a little bit more realism and uh, investment into your encounters. Yeah. I love, I love tuning in um, when you were talking about the sea elves and the owl bears and like, it was it's very so fascinating. <laughs> um, we try to make it educational, but also it is like, it is D&D and it's meant to be fun. Um, so like, why aren't there swamp elves? There should be more swamp elves in the world. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, gosh, think... I mean, it's the same. It's just water, right? Like, why yeah. are you being prejudiced against swamp elves already? But uh, we did definitely picture the swamp benders from um, The Last Time Ever. With like a bit of a, you know, southern accent and just like, yeah, getting amongst it. It's been fun. But yeah, I'm keen to, you know, be a little less structured over here. Uh, and, you know. <laughs> what? We're not structured? I mean. What do you mean? I definitely did slightly less reading of um, scientific articles for the stream <laughs> compared to my weekly book. Oh, if if you if you knew try. how much prep we put into every episode, and <laughs> definitely don't start late and <laughs> do things no. just before we go. <laughs> so, what kind of sense do you think a werewolf would want in their cave? I mean, like bacon. Is that a thing? Can you get bacon candles? It is. You like, can. I mean, I'm sure yeah. someone's done that. <laughs> you absolutely can. Not for can. any good reasons, but yeah, we definitely have yeah. them. <laughs> I don't know that you would want that. Like, I feel like that would just make me hungry all the time. It's not like, oh, it's so calming that I'm at home. It's just like, oh, I'm going to go out again. Maybe <laughs> they want them to smell like the forest and stuff like that. Like, make the cave a little less dank. Because mm-hmm. you think... If it were safe to not live in a like if it was safe to, for them to live outside, yeah, do you think they would prefer that? Like not in a dank cave? I mean, there's safety and there's also just like rain mm. um, and generally ruse at night. Um, so I think a lot of things, <laughs> I know, bit of a revelation. But uh, like it's nice camping out in the stars and I wonder if they like, you know, went out hunting or whatever and you just had... You had your trips out when the weather was good. Yeah. Um, but having a home base is pretty nice. Maybe some of the candles are like the smell of grass after the rain or cedar oh, forest. So wholesome. Yeah. Oh. Or like mm. a fresh carcass. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Do most of the time we encounter werewolves in a campaign, well, I that I have, they always live in a cave. But if you're a werewolf, 
Could you not live in a pretty house? You could definitely live in a pretty house because you can just not be a wolf. But even if you are a wolf, but you can, you know, be humanoid and then still get property. It's not like everyone walks into your place and be like, hey, I hope you're staying a humanoid right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could actually curl up on the whole bed in wolf form. Yeah. I mean, why and- wouldn't you want to be comfy? Yeah. Yeah. I vote for more pretty wolf houses in D&D campaigns. Well, they're kind of, like, naturally more savage than when they're not. You can be savage and still have nice furnishings. (laughs) Yeah, totally. There's a catalogue for that, actually. Um, (laughs) It's all targeted at wolves. All targeted. Fluffy beds. Yeah, yeah. Like, optimal, like, turning circles so they can kind of just keep circling until they find that comfy spot yeah it's got like a little so, bit of camber in the <laughs> just sort of spiraling in the center. um so the the reason okay let me open this link first before i start talking the, mm-hmm. hold on. i did i said that and then immediately started talking well <laughs> let me narrate how i'm not going to talk about this yeah mm-hmm. so the the t- this topic came about because of some tumblr post where um should I just read it out? It's like, yeah. if you've never physically been in the presence of a real-life wolf and you probably won't get the chance, here's some stuff about them you should know. Um, keep in mind this is a Tumblr post. That's <laughs> kind of why we got someone with a little more knowledge than us to verify. But it says, <laughs> a wolf's fur is so unbelievably thick that you can put your whole hand into it while petting and then kind of keep going, that wolves are a lot bigger than you think they are, Um but that's kind of relative to what you think they are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that the, the OP was just like, I know exactly what you think yeah. about wolves and it's, it's like, not it. Yeah, because it says, think about how big you think a wolf is and then double that. And I'm like, I don't know now. <laughs> I mean, as someone who knows how big a wolf is, I don't think they're twice as big as a wolf actually is. <laughs> like, I mean, Weird, I, I don't want to cross um... Tumblr, but... <laughs> Um, they don't really smell like dog, but they do smell, and you're not going to be able to figure out if it's a good smell or not. Um, Vague, and then th- so like this it. is this is the bit that really intrigued me. A wolf mm-hmm. really wants to lick the inside of your mouth. He will not stop trying to lick the inside of your mouth at any cost. And generally speaking, you need to press your lips together kind of tightly when he approaches your face so that he doesn't worm his tongue in there to give you what he thinks is an appropriate greeting. Um, and then yeah. some other stuff as well. But that was kind of the main thing that's where you got to it yeah like, hang on a also second. that young wolves are like young dogs and very goofy and stupid and um anyway, yeah so but like the tongue thing <laughs> <laughs> back to the t- ignore all the other yeah. stuff uh <laughs> um yes <laughs> so i i don't know how how true this is people on tumblr seem to think it is <laughs> and um i but i just want to know and explore and then if that if if there is a chance that that is like accurate on some level so (laughs) i want to think about a werewolf den where like how do they really behave then i mean i can build that world for you if you want i can just selectively give you appropriate facts yes i would love that's what's going to happen when you meet a werewolf okay uh So, yes, no worries. I will point out that the first comment on the Tumblr post that you gave me was like, I want to see the research on this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. In defense of the Tumblr community. There's another part to the post where other people supposedly back that up 
with some photos and things like that. But I can't find that. And now you're all just going to think I made it. Oh, sure. (laughs) Oh, it's not on the internet anymore. Someone got rid of it from the internet. (laughs) Much unlike every other thing with this podcast, I'm not going to die on this hill because I don't, I know nothing about this topic. I'm just curious. I think the main point for me would be that the person who wrote this and the people who are backing it up with pictures with wolves that they can get close to clearly mm-hmm. have a close relationship with this wolf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether or not it's like partly domesticated or they're working in an environment where they're close with this wolf, this wolf is familiar and a lot of um, canines are very social and very loyal creatures, which is why we domesticated dogs and made them what they are. Um mm-hmm. And so when there's a connection there, they're going to greet you. So, yes, if you have a wolf that's your bestie, it's going to come and say hi to you because otherwise mm. that's just rude, right? So I think <laughs> there's going to be a bit of a bias there of, yeah, I'm going to lick your mouth because <laughs> we're mates. That's what mates do, right? <laughs> so, but if, um, that's, if that's the case, then, like, if you could see inside a werewolf den where they're not under threat, would they just be trying to like lick each other's mouths when they greet each other? It's, it's kind of, it, well, it's a great, it's not like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that you walk into someone's house and you say, hey, it's really nice to meet you. And then for the next every 10 minutes for the duration that you're there, you go up and say, hey, it's a really no, nice to meet you. No, but I mean, like, they, they some of them went out and came home. Like, do they greet yeah, every yeah. other wolf? Like, hey, how's it going? And then do a little sniff and a little lick check, you know? We're good, mm-hmm. we're good, yeah. But I don't think it's just, like, you walk into a werewolf den and it's just, like, this weird kind of mouth orgy going maybe, on. Maybe oh, in I Europe. I can't actually yeah. get anything done because I've got to keep greeting you. Maybe uh, in Europe or South America they're a little more tonguey than like in some other yeah. countries like <laughs> i i wonder if there is like a bit of a difference there is a little actually wolf facts here you go i learned okay. some things um the pack size so wolves are lo- local uh native to north america and europe mm-hmm. um okay. and north american wolf packs are generally a size of eight um and then the average size in europe is 5.5 so oh. actually north american wolves are a little more friendly. So oh. you get the uh it's uncharacteristic. Maybe maybe the ones in Europe are too friendly and that's why they have smaller groups. But in North America they've got better like social etiquette. <laughs> they just do the two kisses on the cheek rather than yeah. the three. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, as a as a werewolf you go to like a friend's den for the first time and they get two too handsy, too tonguey, and you're like, no, I don't want to be part of this pack. We don't okay. even know each other, and that's why they're really small. But in North America, it's like we just politely say hello, and it's it's very. It's just yeah. I mean, you can stay. Yeah, like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, also, in the same paragraph, the largest um, wolf pack that was recorded was like 42 individuals. So wow. I don't know if they're just like Jeez. weirdly civil or uh, they're just sick. How do packs form? Do, do wolves, like, come and go from a pack or are they all related, like, a lion pride or something or, you know? Yeah. Um, they're generally a familial unit. So um, mm-hmm. they're, like, very stereotypical nuclear family. So you've got um, generally wolves will mate for life. And I love that because everyone's like, oh, that's so sweet. And then as soon as a partner dies, they go get another mate. <laughs> so, like, 
Don't pretend they're all till like, death. Oh and my then god, it's... they're so romantic. And then it's like, ah, fuck it, I gotta live. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll generally be the pair and then the pups. Um, but you do okay. get groups where they will come together, and then also coming to mate depends mm. on how that works. And you see this in a lot of different species on like social structures, and it generally I haven't looked too much for wolves but i imagine with the pack size shifting between europe and north america um there would be different strategies so say you're a young male and you're Mm -hmm. moving out of home um you got to go find some lucky lady somewhere but how Mm -hmm. do you do that are you going to try and challenge other males are you going to find someone that's on their own um you know like how much competition is in play or are you just stumbling across it so there's different strategies to find a mate and mm. then that can affect the pack size in general as well. But generally, it'll be like a familial unit. I know there's a lot of ideas behind the like thought that there's like an alpha wolf. Mm-hmm. And I know that recently I've heard a lot about how it's fake and how it was just a captive um, uh, group that they were researching or whatever it was. So is there like circumstances where there are alphas and it's just not a normal thing? Or is it kind of sparse or is it common? I... Don't, I can't say with accuracy for wolves, mm-hmm. but I can give you a bit more of a general answer for social animals. Um, and it is, a, it is a kind of preconception that comes up a lot where it is it is that alpha male and we get that a lot in primates um, mm-hmm. and also humans. Spoiler alert, we're primates. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's... What? Crap. Oh, guys. <laughs> we're animals? What? Um, so it is easier for us to recognize that. And a lot of the, the initial studies, this came up with wolves and also dingoes, which are native to Australia. Um, and they're the only canine species native to Australia, um, hmm. where they were kind of originally studied for quite a long time as a like know thine enemy sort of vibe where it's like, okay, well, they're killing our livestock. So we just want to figure out how they work. And so a lot yeah. of more in-depth behavioral studies didn't really happen until recently. Um, but a lot of species around the whole planet, um, females hold a lot of power because they're the ones that can reproduce. Um, mm-hmm. And so you only have to look at birds where you see like beautiful like peacocks and all of the males have these beautiful colors because they need to prove themselves to the females mm-hmm. where the females are like, eh, I'm all brown. <laughs> I don't really care. Like I've got the power here. Um, need- yeah, I don't need it. I mean, you obviously. I don't dress me, for you. So. <laughs> I dress for yeah. myself, and I don't. Yeah. Care. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Mm. And I think uh, humans could learn a lesson there. Like, I like to think that <laughs> literally every single uh, woman on the planet just said, "I'm not going to sleep with you." Uh, instantly, <laughs> we would take over. <laughs> like, I mean, all the all the males would just be like, "Oh fuck, okay." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Try um, try what can harder, I do? please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! You want, you want the same pay? Not even more? Okay, fine. Let's do it. Um, so, you know, um, I do think a lot about evolutionary strategies for every species, including us, and it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so, similarly with wolves, I mean, from what I understand, if you're in a, if you mate for life, and you're in this familial unit, it doesn't make sense to. It's not like alpha male over. Mm-hmm. the family um mm. yeah but there will be a difference in responsibilities of rearing young um but we do see a lot of species where that shift like how seahorses the males carry their eggs mm-hmm. 
they don't produce the eggs, but they carry the eggs until they're um, born, which is just like amazing. I love that. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not too sure in terms of the social structure if there is that alpha male within the other males, mm-hmm. um, but it is a fairly common strategy of any individual to just show that you're a little bit more valuable than something else because then you get great access to resources, whether or not it's food mm-hmm. or shelter or people to sleep with or individuals <laughs> to sleep with, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. these are the things that we live for. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question at all or just <laughs> raised a lot more questions, but, you know. Well, it's because it just means it's like if there is an alpha, they're doing it for because they want to try to be there's a value to yeah, in yeah, that it's, system. It's not like a macho, like, oh, I just think I'm cool. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, I need to hold this position. And in it's not ingrained to... in the species, like, no. pre-designed-wise. Like, it's if it's there, it's because the current circumstances just made it so in that case. Yeah. Um, and generally with these, like, smaller, like, they're quite cooperative hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, wolves are renowned as being, like, these pack hunters, right? So um, yeah. they are going to, whatever they think about each other they're on a job, right? Like they're doing, they're getting food. They're trying to survive. They're not going to be like, hey, petty competition right here. It's like, no, (laughs) okay, like how do we, how, and they often go for prey that are larger than them because it's efficient, right? Like if you can get enough Mm -hmm. of your wolves Mm. together and you do it together and you take down like a large, generally they're like hooved creatures. So like you take down a whole moose, like you're done. Like, you don't need to worry about food for, like, you know, you got leftovers in the fridge for a week. Like, it's great. So in terms of werewolves, because they also have a a human form, Mm. do you think um, maybe that more competitiveness or pettiness and revenge and things like that, that all comes from the human side? Like, so... I think, like, the social intricacies of that would be there for Mm. sure. Yeah. Because... Um, as much as we are also animals and have these basic instincts in order to survive, we still need the same things of food, shelter, and sleeping with someone. Um, that's just how species need to somehow continue, whether or not Mm -hmm. it's you as an individual or you as a community, it doesn't matter. Um, but then we've added like a buttload of complexity on top of that. Cause um, how, cause, um, the werewolves can turn other humans into werewolves is that how it works mm-hmm. it's the same and they can pass it's, on the it's lycanthropy essentially right? a disease yeah or mm-hmm. like a, a poison almost really it's yeah. yes you can cure it with um remove curse so it's mm-hmm. a curse um which is only if if they've been afflicted so if they've been turned during a humanoid's lifetime um but a natural born werewolf can only be freed with a wish spell. So basically changing According their very essence. Yeah. yeah. Well, does that mean if you were to, I guess that also means if they were to die and you would do not reincarnate, yeah, reincarnate you might not be a werewolf because you're changing who you are. But would it carry over? Because is it a curse? Well, I think if you're a natural mm, If you're this natural is, born. This is where we turn into the magic of the things which I definitely studied mm. in my mm, uh, university biology career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does magic work? We face this it, on Bob all the time. We're like, uh, also magic? Oh, um, <laughs> This isn't part of physics. Damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started on elementals because <laughs> The curse is passed through the bite. So I don't, I don't see it as like a curse of your soul. It is like it is a disease to me. Mm. Mm. But then magic. So, so I don't know. But then magic. <laughs> 
yeah, it's just interesting that they put in, like in the fifth edition rules, it's really clear between someone afflicted in their lifetime and mm-hmm. then a natural born. And so it's like natural born's only like the next generation. And so like, yes, you've got this disease, but all of a sudden <laughs> it is now so ingrained that it's part of you. Like that just seems mm. It would change your quick. very DNA. Like, yeah. You have to be involved with like every little bit so it gets passed on correctly. Mm. So maybe like when you get infected in your lifetime, it only just gets bits of you, but then, and also just your reproductive organs. So that would, <laughs> when, you have a kid, yeah, when you have a kid, you're like, well, they're fucked. Uh, they're 100% because werewolves now. Genetically, <laughs> wouldn't it be genetically it may skip? Like, I, I feel like if it is disease-like or something, it may mm. not present in every offspring. Depends on the disease and how it works. Um, But yes, this was actually in Doctor Who uh, in, yeah, it was David Tennant and Billy Piper, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And they go see Queen Victoria and they say that the entire royal line um, are werewolves. Yes. Um, And they relate it to haemophilia, which is like a disease that the royal line does have. And it does skip generations. And so they're like, every now and then (laughs) there is a royal (laughs) that is just a werewolf. Just like, um, yeah. like you, as a werewolf, have a kid, and then like, do they do they have the ability to transform from birth? Is that determined anywhere? <laughs> I mean, you, I would think it, so, would right? Think? Yeah. <laughs> and then now I'm just picturing a little an infant cool that just about... was like, <laughs> and then turns into like a baby werewolf, little puppy. Oh. Um, and I think that's the interesting thing, and I only somehow completely missed it having because I haven't actually encountered werewolves much in D&D but we've just recently mm-hmm. started playing Curse of Strahd mm-hmm. and spoiler yes. alert <laughs> you will encounter many of <laughs> yeah yes um and it was kind of the first time that I'd seen uh kind of reference of werewolves where they can be humanoid werewolf hybrid form and then also just mm. like pure wolf yeah and I was like cool yep. That's cool. They have three like forms, that. technically. Mm. Yeah, complicated, but very cool. Um, Which is interesting, because they get to control that one at will, other than the moon. Like, it's mm. not only the moon, it's also just an ability. Yeah. Mm. So, it's... so they're like the Twilight shapeshifters. They can control it. But it's, in Twilight, <laughs> they don't have a middle form, too. No, I just no. mentioned mm. it because Dustin has problems with it. I just wanted to see how his face changed. And we all know that those wolves are normal size because if you picture oh, yeah. them and double it. Well, because uh, I, I will not get into the Twilight Wolves and Shape Changers because hey, it's a conversation. About, we've got to talk about all werewolves. Yeah. You know? Well, those aren't werewolves. Those are Shape Changers. And oh, okay. They, uh-huh. they, uh, they, um, they uh, assimilated the culture of another, um, you know, uh, cryptic creature. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's cultural no, appropriation? Werewolf. No, that, exactly. <laughs> they culturally appropriated werewolves. <laughs> so you, wait a minute, you're not a werewolf. You're, you're a shape changer. Werewolves back home are completely different. So do you think oh. the vampires culturally appropriated that too? Because they're like not... Well, there's no other vampires. Well, they're, There's just they're vampires. You know of. <laughs> That's true. There could be actual like, no, no, I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah. You can tell because I... I uh, I died. <laughs> wow. Y'all are still alive. Those are ghouls. Blood is pretty think... and in the sun. No, blood is yummy and in the sun I'm pretty. <laughs> you guys, you shine in the light in the sun. I'll burn to a crisp. There's a difference. 
We're not the same. <laughs> no, you are, we're not the same. <laughs> um, but I think it's a pretty classic shift to move to pretend to be something else. No? <laughs> that's true, though. Like yeah. they, they just take upon the form of something else, and that's just yeah. how they live their life. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to get into like the horrible shenanigans of werewolves. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. On that, though, what is your in your mind? What does your hybrid form look like? Hybrid form is if you've seen the movie like Van Helsing. Yeah. Or Van Helsing, classic. Or whatever it is. Just okay. the, you know, humanoid, and then you just, like, tack, like, duct tape werewolf, or duct tape wolf <laughs> to uh, the humanoid form. I always picture them as really ugly because they're, like, bits of stuff. Like, they're not... Yeah. Nothing's quite right either way. Okay. Because mm. I kind of go, like, full-on wolf head. There's no humanoidness to it. It's okay. just basically the, the body is humanoid, but then fur cut. Little tail, big claws. Um, oh, I have a very... feet. I have a very different cursed image. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Like, what is what is a lot more eye? like a lot of wolf shape, but more fleshy in parts. But but think patchy, like, like four legs or two. Probably two, and like half transformed is like. So they're still technically bipedal. Yeah. Like if they wanted to run, they would probably go on all fours. But okay. they're kind of like I'm picturing. Mm. The way uh, Lupin moves in Harry Potter. Yeah. But, like, more scraggly and gross. Mm. I don't know why. I just... I know. It's, it's interesting because, like, werewolves have been in a lot of many things, uh, technical term, uh, <laughs> and that halfway point is really... I think that's really interesting to me because I'm like, do they make it more human? Do they make it more wolf? Like, what is halfway for... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's, maybe it varies. Like maybe there's not one because if it's half. And like, what is half? Like for me, biologically, I'm like, what is half? Because you're going from like very different structures, you know, like even just the the two foreleg. What if it's like split, like the bottom half, waist down is like wolf and then. Like a fawn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or is it like, yeah, or is it like a, a, a satyr where it's just like half of the wolf straight up and then half of the dude? Uh, I think that would be really tricky because the hip joint at the back isn't designed for the upwards no. <laughs> so it'd be the what if, like what if, over. what if it's like vertically oh, split, no. <laughs> split, like the back is... No, why? Oh, wait, why? so back half the human yeah. half? No, it's actually the rear left quadrant and the front right <laughs> quadrant <laughs> only. You said you wanted to talk about like messed up wolf stuff. Werewolf so stuff. I was yeah. thinking like wolves will naturally kind of have packs. But if you have a werewolf, like you said, living in a suburb where it's a nice house, it basically turns into a frat house of a sort where it's just lots of is it not a family together. house? Are like, you like a nuclear family, family of a pack, a wolf pack, and then a frat house? Because, like, to me, they're not the same. Not the same. Maybe yeah. the Generally, maybe the I'm teenage like, hmm. the teenage boys want to move out, but the but the the two parental figures are like, no, you can't form your own pack. So they just have a house right next door, which they. It's just, so it's like a family it's neighborhood, the, basically. It's the kid who's gone to college and they're done with their parents, but their parents live next door and just can't escape. Yeah. It. 
And the parents are like, no, we're going to have this white picket life. And they're like, yes, but I'm also having parties. So. <laughs> yes, but I'm still living my life, mom. <laughs> yeah. I am my own wolf. Uh, <laughs> and you okay. still bring your laundry over to your mum? Like, <laughs> can, oh, you, yeah, can you fix all these pants that I ripped when I transformed? <laughs> it's just patches on patches. Because then you might have, like, werewolves who are not, like, because that's, like, more of, like, a, you know, maybe the parents were afflicted werewolves, but now mm-hmm. the kids are natural. Like, mm-hmm. would they accept another, like, afflicted werewolf into the family to just be part of the pack? Um, would they take someone in like that, or would they kind of reject them and make them, force them to build their own pack? Okay, so if we're going from actual, like, wolf yeah. behavior um generally when the young get to a certain age they move away from the parents so the parents can have like multiple litters and so there's a point at which it's generally i was reading it's like 10 to 54 months which is quite a range so it really depends how clean the kid is um but there's a point at which your offspring are going to start competing for your own resources and there's generally Mm -hmm. a point at which it's like okay you need to leave this nest so I can keep living and you can go find somewhere else. Oh, so maybe um, one of your kids just, like, is 40 years old and just will not leave the den? And you're like, like, there's a point at which there's too much murder in this town and we're going to get noticed. Uh, yeah. The butchers are out. Like, this is not sustainable. You need to move to another place. Get, a, get yeah. a job. Find your own mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, the deer population around here is not okay. Uh, you gotta go. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, because th- these are, because werewolves are not just wolves, they're people. Um, and an mm-hmm. afflicted werewolf might come in with the wrong stereotypes of what, how wolves are supposed to act. So when I was asking earlier about the alpha thing, what if a werewolf were to come into a situation and basically try to blend in, but just overdo it and go oh this is how wolves are right like so i gotta sniff your butt you gotta sniff mine and like kind of like be really almost toxic about how you're supposed to culturally insensitive like (laughs) new this is what i am now so i i'm gonna force myself to be the alpha because that's what the new blood the new blood of it and just having views of werewolves by different people i guess i don't know yeah, I think that'd be really cool to put into a campaign because, like, at least for me and Curse of Strahd as well, um, we're playing this campaign as though we are we are locals from Barovia, which is a little okay. bit different. Oh. And so, like, every time we go up to people, they're like, oh, fucking adventurers. We're like, actually, we're locals. And they're like, oh, <laughs> shit, cool. Um, do you want stuff? And we're like, yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll support you. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, you're from Kresik? Oh, cool. Come on in. Yeah. Oh, fucking adventurers come through all the time. And yeah, no, we won't overcharge you. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so it's been really fun to play it from that perspective. But then growing up in Kresik, my character Kara, she's, um, she's a cleric and she's a healer. Um, but she also oh. is like, has hex blood in her. So it's like kind of witchy vibes. Um, but mm-hmm. has grown up hearing all of the stories and all of the scary stories that have been going on. And so there is this skewed perspective of, oh, this is what wolves are because we've all heard those scary stories, right? Mm. And so I would like to think that maybe if someone gets afflicted, they're like, oh, this is how I'm meant to behave. Yeah. But they've never been in that before. And Ooh. so they they kind of go, oh, I can be a bit of a dick because I'm a wolf now. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes the me rules. Think this like, is what I'm meant to do. Exactly. It's like, this is what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Because it makes me, reminds me of that one scene from Teen Wolf, the 80s one, where 
he turns into a world for the first time and he looks out his like the bathroom door and his parents are just sitting there like, hey, just werewolf form. They're just like drinking their coffee, which is a normal life. Yeah. They don't have to be these savages running around. They're just, yeah, this is, we just stay in for the night and that's our life. Yeah. <laughs> I like in what we do in the shadows, there's, they do make a new vampire and he completely disrespects that he doesn't learn their traditions or anything at first. He's just like, he goes to clubs because he's a younger guy. The other vampires have been around for like 200, 300 years. So he's like, yeah, we're going to go to this club. And then he walks around the club going like, yeah, I'm a vampire. And then like shows his teeth and stuff like, because he thinks it's cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so like, I mean, I'm imagining that. Like you would, right? Like, yeah. Like, you just got new powers. Like, yes. Yeah. This is great. Like I'm strong. I feel like really fit. Would you, know, you go? Probably don't get hungover as much. I don't yeah. know how the metabolism works. Like, just go. Would yeah. you go up to a girl that you had a thing for who maybe rejected you and then just like show off your super, super strength and like mm. try and win her over? Like, you know, oh, what, yeah. what would you do if you, you had very little mm. knowledge of what you're supposed to do, but you have now like these abilities? Mm. I think, like, even for- yeah, I think it's the same sort of variation with any, like, it's very individual, right? So it depends. Mm-hmm what you would do i'm picturing it as though say you woke up the next morning and you had you know a billion dollars you know like you have yeah. all this access to stuff mm. are you going to be a dick about it and just be like fuck it like you can do whatever i want are you gonna be like oh maybe i could I, like give back or like and that just depends on your own individual scenarios but then you turn that into like also i have claws and i can run really fast and yeah. you know like just all these different things of like you wake I, up I am one day strong. really buff. Yeah. Like, mm. What do you do with that? You would say you were already part of some sort of like bro club frat house style group of friends. Would you not then go look at all this cool shit I can do? Do you guys want this power too? And then just afflict party. afflict just all your friends. Chicken box party, but <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you <laughs> could just like you all get like maybe they drink a lot, they get really drunk, show off your moves. And that, like, he'd be probably going, like, oh, how much can you bench? Like, and then, <laughs> like, this whole bravado thing. Like, the alpha male of humans. And then be like, okay, fine. If they, they're like, oh, make me one. And then bite all your friends and you'll become werewolves. And then you've got this, you have a frat house pack then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what does the werewolf sorority look like? Oh, it just... We have this, like, alpha male stereotype. Like, what are the girls up to? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, I'm not, I, I, I can say that I'm not familiar <laughs> so as if, much. If you were saying earlier, like, the females have more of the power, maybe that they would learn, um, maybe they would, if they were afflicted, maybe they would actually try and learn more about what this means. And they might discover that the female werewolves have, have more hand in everything. Oh, and then Talk they can get like into like a deeper and like higher up structure that exists that's like yeah. kind of proliferated through the society that no one's really noticed. Yes. So just a little bit more sensible about it. I love yeah. that. I like to think there's a bunch of like young male pups running around just causing havoc and uh there's like a bunch of like other women who are just, yeah. yeah, there'd be they're just gonna get found out and hunted. A beautiful like, house. <laughs> a beautiful house filled with like these amazing smart women who are werewolves and they're just like rolling their they know what's going on with this frat house of werewolves. 
Mm. They're like, that's fine. We can do all this stuff. They might even cloak stuff they do and blame it on on those guys. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> just, they're just, sorry, yeah, Dustin, but they'd just be smarter like about it. <laughs> well, like, if we're going to pull the, the empathy in, which, you know, I have scientific basis for. Uh, mm-hmm. Come at me. Uh <laughs> There are studies. Uh, Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out in like a wolf world, you know? Um, Mm. I want to know what the female wolves do now, you Mm. know? Like, what does that look like? And I think there would be a bit of like, okay, I'm, I think it would be like, I have a bit of like a safe place. So they would maybe like get a, a good spot in society or whatever. And it's up to the males to kind of approach them. Mm. And they're just like, well, what have you got for me? Because, like, I'm set. So what have you got to offer? <laughs> yeah, because they would... They maintain it. They yeah. just want what they need and to live the best life, I think. They, mm. I feel like they would be less about instant gratification compared to the frat house. Mm. <laughs> They'd have, like, a long game and then... They're, like, the university head looking yeah. over the frat house to yeah. be like, guys, come on. but then maybe there would be a little bit of like hey okay like we'll keep some of you safe because it's our own kind you're kind of cute (laughs) i don't need you but you are a little cute so like yeah (laughs) what how like in in a lot of the D &D sort of wolf werewolf dens there are Mm. also they're living alongside wolves like just wolves Mm. So, like, how does that – are they just pets or what's, what's like you going on there? Be, like, that's that's a bit, like, slavey, I would think, if you are kind of the same thing and then they're also pets. Yeah. But yeah. it's very common, like, almost I mean, every like, time. I mean, you could just be buddies, right? Because when they're in their wolf form, they would communicate as wolves. Because they would just be smart wolves at that point to the other wolves. They're just like, oh, they just happen to be smarter than mm. they, they wouldn't see I each mean, other as that different, right? I think there would be wolves – like normal wolves that would know more right can you imagine that there is a normal wolf pack that knows the wilderness knows where the good hunting spots are knows how to be Mm -hmm. sustainable and keeping their food source going no like just the lay of the land really well and then this like random bumbling human wolf comes along (laughs) and like doesn't even know how to get a rabbit like these wolves might just be like hey you're clearly new to this (laughs) Just... Maybe it's the cave of the wolves oh. and the werewolves have just been, like, moved in. <laughs> so it's, like, it's a predominantly wolf-run society that just yeah. so happens to have basically people living with them. What yeah. if it's, like, the way oh, cats... God, they keep bringing candles, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I don't know what this is about. There we go. She's like, what are these ca- <laughs> Like, he needs them, we don't need them, so I don't know why he needs them. Oh, whatever. Yeah, because you know how cats think we're just terrible cats? Like... We are terrible cats, as cats go. Terrible yeah. wolves. You don't know how to kill a bird to eat and like stuff like that. Maybe these wolves are the same. Like, yeah, I think they would know stuff. You know, like they'd be really aware of their senses. Like, I could picture like if you woke up and you were suddenly like part wolf and you had all these heightened senses, it would be overwhelming. Mm. Um, you might just yeah, just yeah, just hide under a pillow or something. Like, <laughs> loud and everything smells you know yeah because i liked this um (laughs) this is also a tumblr post but it's not based on fact so don't 
don't come at me for this. I'm like the other one. <laughs> yeah, it was like this proposes the idea of reverse werewolves, wolves that turn into confused but excited humans every month at the full moon, run around doing weird human stuff until they wake up the next day in the middle of an office with a suit like loosely draped over their wolf floor. <laughs> and I kind of really like that idea. I just love that the example that the next person gives is like, hey, Jan. Did you do those taxes? As though that is the equivalent of like, did I? Did you murder that dude? <laughs> Doing your taxes is that like shocking and just like, oh my god, that was me. Who I ate did that? I yeah. sat there for hours and looked at nothing but numbers. For- oh no! Who who keeps who eating my sandwich every month? Like, I I labeled it Jen's sandwich. Oh my god, all the shit. Okay, picture any work kitchen, communal kitchen you've ever been to. All the shit people who do that, they're wolves. Yeah. They're actually just wolves. All the passive aggressive notes the mug properly. are for the like, wolves. Because <laughs> they don't really know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, I think if I put this cup in this oh, sink, no. it becomes clean. Because that's what <laughs> happened last month. <laughs> they don't understand you shouldn't microwave tuna. Because they love the smell mm-hmm. of like, it's like, oh, this is good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you all? Oh, I'm sorry. We've made the office smell better. It's like the candles, but they just microwave food. That's really. It's like if you put it in this machine, it smells better. <laughs> Come on, guys! Look, it smells everywhere. It's great. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! I love this idea, but I also just don't want to excuse all the shit people in communications. <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. They're wolves. Don't worry about it. They're just wolves. It's it's a reason, not an excuse. I think even if they were wolves, they were were, werewolves. That one person who puts up fifty billion notes, and the wolves just like haven't figured out how to read yet. So it's like okay, (laughs) sure. I don't know. I believe I because if if the play if the business was big enough. No one would know what they do or why they're not always around either. They're just <laughs> like we're all hot desking in big like office buildings, yeah, yeah. Up, like. And so, <laughs> it's actually a little known fact that since the pandemic start, wolves have increased by like fifty percent. They're just not getting noticed. Yeah, you know, those all those office buildings are empty, but the wolves don't understand why. Huh. Because they can't, they don't understand, they don't watch the news and they don't read, they don't read Twitter just or news. pouring at the door. It's like, I need to go to work. <laughs> There's it's not being... as many sandwiches here anymore. <laughs> oh, imagine a, a werewolf, where human discovering coffee. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's too much for my brain. I love it. Uh, I, I, yeah. I want to explore that world one day more. I think it'd be wonderful. Yeah. What if the coffee lingers into their wolf form (laughs) and then when they change back, they're just like a really hyper wolf? (laughs) Because it would, would it naturally poison their body? Because dogs aren't designed to have caffeine. Neither. No one's. I mean, but like assuming they change and they are actually human physiology. Maybe they so can like, only enjoy chocolate in their human form too. So they get to enjoy all this stuff that... Well, they get these extra resistances like any werewolf would of like, you know, things don't hurt them as much. Mm. At least physically. Do you think that... That maybe they'll be fine? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know how the shift would work with like what's already in their stomachs and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know how much the digestion, like you're going from oh, an omnivore oh. to a carnivore. Like, what does that yeah. even look like? like <laughs> they just throw up spinach when they change. Like, I, don't know. Like, like, ah, I can't believe I ate that. Because well, yeah. I'd be like, you, you, you transform into a werewolf and you come back and you're like, I'm covered in blood. They're just covered in like, is this salsa? Oh, oh. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> like swimming. You have to wait for a bit before you change. Just like, I think it's all out of me before I They're covered I'm in not like, fit oh. to transform right now. I've had three sandwiches. <laughs> I cannot do it. Have you? I'm going to take my keys. Have you ever tried garlic bread? <laughs> Why don't we have garlic bread in the cave? Oh god, when I lost that garlic bread, I couldn't change for a week. <laughs> Don't get me would started also... on cake. Um... Oh, will they also have a hybrid form that's mostly wolf, but kind of human? But is it is it not 50-50? Is it exactly the same? And so you get a bunch of, like, werewolf and oh, werehuman so exactly hybrids. <laughs> they're just like... You just can't tell hey. what their normal form is at this point yeah. anymore. Hey, how's it go? Oh, you d- you don't do the licking? Oh, you're one of those? Okay, sorry. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, you're sh- oh, you're that version. Okay. Um, um you're still figuring out to intelligence. <laughs> when you get to the other side, try coffee. Can they time share <laughs> their <laughs> living arrangements, like the houses and the caves? Then. I mean, again, we sort of like, why go to a cave? You know, if I'm a if I'm a wolf with access to a comfy bed, yeah, I'm a just. I don't get that. Bed. I I yeah. completely do not understand why you come across like werewolf dens in caves. Mm. Well, they don't want to be hunted. Yeah, like, I think it's like an ostracized because they thing. are. It's a word. Ostracized. <laughs> ostracized. Yeah, but uh, sure. ostracized. Yeah, ostr- ostracized. Mm, nope. Ostrich. Add the Asian on the end. Uh, is, is the Latin term for that ostriches? Or the no, ostriches? it's spelt differently. It sounds so uh, it's, not, it's not ostrich <laughs> sized. That's different. That's something Unless. that is sized. Like <laughs> Wolves, ostriches. think of the think size of a <laughs> and then double it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how wolves are. You all know wolves. I'm so going to use that all the time. (laughs) Any animal is not the size you think it is. Picture picture a turtle, double it. Double it. That's the size of a turtle. You think it's just normal? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I love it. Is there anything (laughs) else we want to cover with the – Yeah, okay. No, I've just thought of another thing. Because why would you go from having a house with a functioning toilet to Mm -hmm. a cave Mm -hmm. with Um, presuming no plumbing? That's um, why there's candles. I love the presuming no plumbing. Like, there are some plumbed caves and they're (laughs) luxurious. There's a werewolf who was a plumber and he had to leave town. He's like, I am not staying in accommodations here. What an 29 days out of the week or of the month, I can do plumbing. That's the one day I really care about. Or at least, like, very well, like, built caves. Like, fitted out. Yeah, you like, there's a convenient that. stream going through. It just washes everything out. It's great. Um, mm. But I think the main thing is, like, not being, like, um, like you were saying, not being hunted. Mm. For sure. Because, like. Because do they that's eat. That's probably the major reason. Yeah. Do the I mean, There's a paragraph in here that has that idea of it. 
in do Fire. They, do they eat like people or do they eat like wolves? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're naturally evil for some reason. Evil people can eat nice food too, Dustin. <laughs> but they don't have to. <laughs> yep. Evil people don't have to eat nice food. Do you see evil cooks out there? No. <laughs> um, I feel like evil people the would feel so more... Wolves. <laughs> Wouldn't evil people feel more entitled to nice food? To mm. taking nice food, maybe. Yeah. Because aren't they human... Oh, okay. If I guess if they're afflicted, like... they're human first. Yeah. So Do you reckon there's like patient evil bakers? They're like, I've got to... I can't deviate from the recipe otherwise it's not gonna work it's a little bit too humid so i've got to adjust for it and then i'm gonna put it in and then you know i gotta leave it to rise and then like seven hours later they're like i could be evil now like <laughs> what if, i got it out of me ooh, <laughs> yeah. what if you okay so if you were a werewolf and you wanted to uh build your den like uh, find yeah. people to fill your familial unit oh, no. do it strategically like to get, find people who are like educated and skilled in, and specifically yes! target them. Yes. And then trick them into coming to your cave to fix it up for you because they're ostracized by society. Or you say at least you say they are. Yeah. Um, you play the long game. Like you just it's all about you build relationships and then find a way to do it and just be so like, oh, me you're too. You're kidnapping um, people. You're manipulating people to join your family. <laughs> are you Forcefully. turning them? Or are these already turned? No, you turn them. Okay. I think that's doable because you can turn whoever and then you'd be like, you don't yeah, know this world. i got to show you the ropes. They might not yeah. know that you, you turn them. Me. Yeah. <laughs> well, could, you have, could you have a person doing that and like essentially be the mayor of a town is what I'm thinking at least where He's creating a town of werewolves. Because you can just you can just force someone to be a werewolf and then convince them that, well, you have to come with me, or else you're going to get hunted. Mm-hmm. And so you you build your own civilization yeah. under this pretense that this is safety, even though you are the one dragging them in. You could also mm-hmm. be like, um, hey, what do you think about wolves? And then find the people that like wolves. And then, like... Would you th- get werewolf fetishists? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Would it matter if you did? <laughs> Probably. Well, but you'd be you'd be like guaranteeing, <laughs> uh, like the possibility. Like, I, hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, like are you just like at the local tavern and just do you like wolves? Bring this number. Like, I don't. Yeah. No <laughs> Want to be a wolf? <laughs> Want to be a wolf? <laughs> like, do you, do you like the outdoors? Do you like this? Like, are you lone? Are you lonely and looking for like? A warm body. To- oh, <laughs> oh, I was just thinking of like when you said, "Do you like the outdoors?" And you have like all these people who are really into the outdoors. But then every now and then, you get that one office group where the manager's like, "This will be a really good team building." <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. And everyone's like, "I fucking hate it here." And then they're all wolves now. It's like, uh... This is our life. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm imagining the office, but they're all werewolves. <laughs> And they're stuck together. Like uh, fun fact: the office is actually shot once a month when the wolves all turn into humans. Yeah, this is wolf people. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the other way around. Isn't yeah, it? it's the other yeah. They're reverse werewolves. We're yeah. forcing the people, forcing yes. the wolves into and a And that's TV why show. they're just so ridiculous. Yeah, they don't know how to run. They don't know how to run anything actually. 
that's so good. Oh and maybe maybe Jim is the only werewolf. Like, yeah. Jim, maybe Jim Guys, and Pam are the only werewolves. The competent ones. Yeah. Uh, reboot. Uh, <laughs> reboot, but it's exactly the same. You just have to change your it's just perception. the knowledge that they're actually wolves. <laughs> We've just done the reboot. Like, we can just watch it now. It, and it's, it's done. Fixed. Yeah. It's like we'll a Nuzlocke run, we'll but just, for... Change change the title like a little bit, like this the the opening scene to like just have a moon in one bit and then that's it. Yes, they just just change all of the windows, then it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think. Oh man, that's a big topic, but you could do that to so many shows because it reminds me of a story, and I don't know where it came to be nobody Anyways, where someone was reading a book and they thought it was a sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a sci-fi book. But they came into it thinking it was sci-fi. And so they're just reading it like, hey, sci-fi is going to show up at some point. And so they're taking all of this context like it's sci-fi, but it's definitely a Western. <laughs> <laughs> and they finish it like, there was no sci-fi in this. What do you mean? <laughs> so just changing it. Oh, you could do that. That's great. Because you could. Office, but it's wolves. Trust me. You could just. Brooklyn like Nine-Nine, really but it's wolves. Yeah. Like, you can just. <laughs> You just give your script to like four different stations yeah. and you just give them a different set up premise. Friends, but it's oh. And you're just like, yeah, done. Every show <laughs> could be done. with wolves. That's true. Oh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so good. Um, Do you have any wolf questions? <laughs> no. If? Let's see. I think we've pretty if, much covered everything. <laughs> would there be a major difference between werewolves and where dingoes and how they act? Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Um, dingoes are different, and I love them. And they're so love amazing. Dingoes. I love dingoes. So I've done. I've seen a couple of dingoes. But I haven't had the opportunity to work with dingoes individually, but I have been doing some biodiversity surveys. Um, mm. with dingoes out in the Streslecky and Sturt Desert in the corner of New South Wales, South Australia and Queensland. Um, amazing creatures. They have shaped this landscape and the lack of them has shaped the landscape again, um, which has been really interesting. So for those who don't know, around Queensland, New South Wales border and then down into southern uh, South Australia, we have the dingo fence, which is like one of the longest fences um, for this sort of biological purpose um you have the rabbit proof fence which is on the other side mm. over in western australia um but this is to keep dingoes out of sheep country so new south wales and victoria is primarily for sheep grazing and then where you have dingoes the cattle are there because they can sort of survive a little bit more um and it's one of the things you can see from space which is amazing wow. so yeah it, you can see the line because where there's dingoes they actually control a lot of the herbivores. Um, and so where you don't have dingoes, oh. there's too many kangaroos and other like other herbivores and they've that, eaten like, the grass all the way down. The yeah, so then mm. all of the grasses have gone and that meant all of the smaller like ground nesting birds and smaller marsupials, their numbers have plummeted because they no longer have that sort of under like the grass and shrubland oh. to sustain them. Oh. And then the shrubs have it encroached more because um there's no grasses to compete with it and then they're holding on to st- the sand dunes and so sand dunes aren't shifting like they should be and so now you have like physical 
geomorphology changes where wow. sand dunes are different on either side, all because you took away an apex predator of the dingo. And like it's kind of Yellowstone wolf vibe, but on yeah. a pretty like a bigger scale. On a um, much bigger scale. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, love dingoes. They're so cool. Um, they're different to wolves. They've been isolated for quite a long time. They're the, as far as I'm aware, they're the oldest living species of canine. Oh. Um, compared to wolves and stuff, okay. like from where they devi- deviated, because Australia's mm-hmm. been on its own for a while and the, the dingoes came down a little bit later as well. Um, but they've been on their own, so they've become quite different. Um, mm-hmm. And rather than wolves have that really thick fur, it's a lot colder, um, dingoes have really, really short fur. Um, they they have this really like narrow, lean sort of physique to them. Mm. So I'm picturing like the hybrid form as well would be really, really quite lean. Their rib cage is quite extended to protect all of their organs. Um, their like elbows come in and then their feet splay out so that their front and their back legs walk perfectly in line. So it's like really efficient. Oh. Wow. They're just like streamlined creatures. They kind of look a little bit more foxy than wolf-like. Mm. Um, more pointed ears. Wolves have quite rounded ears. So there are quite a few little differences. And um, I think it would be cool to have like a wedding and a werewolf meet and just be like, they're, they're different, you know, like as much as, you know, maybe like are they still wood elf and a sea elf. Pardon? Oh, sorry. Are they still pretty large? They're a bit smaller, I believe, from their, like, average maximum size because they are just a little bit, like, they're just dense. <laughs> they're quite compact. I've and seen them. They're at- very, like, raw-boned is kind of, like, they don't have mm. a lot of fats to keep them warm and they don't have excess muscle. Like, they're very just lean creatures. I've seen some at, like, an animal sanctuary and stuff. And mm. huh. I do love them. Because My- they look more, a lot more like a dog yeah. than the pictures that I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, they have a they have a really big history in Australia of being called wild dogs or dogs, um, and that did start as I mean, pretty much a lot of the canine species that aren't actual domesticated dogs. Um, you know, if you're European settler coming over to this landmass, and then you see a thing that looks like a dog, you call it a dog. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so. But then it's kind of become a bit of a political thing because if you say wild dogs, it's less affronting than dingoes and there's like there's some weird language stuff that's been going on in Shibri for a while. Mm-hmm. In New South Wales, it's a bit complicated, yeah. Um, but I like to think in terms of where dingoes. Are their packs would, bigger? I believe they're smaller, but I will, I will find out. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on how harsh Australia is I mm. support <laughs> I looked up um, pack dingo and then it's like there's a dingo lager because I'm getting a lot of Shibu Inu like facial vibes yeah is that what I'm, is that correct I'm just making I mean, sure I'm not looking at just random like yeah um, just, but I'm it should be a lot leaner um and it does often go with that um, Do they have a dark coloration to their back of their neck? Is that more correct? They can. They can have a few different. So it's either like that nice ginger color that you can see that looks like the Shibuya in you, or there's like a tan and um, dark brown. And mm-hmm. then there are like light white um, dingoes. And a lot of the other colors that weren't that stereotypical ginger, they thought were mixed with 
domesticated dogs, um, but their natural colorations. They just released a study with genetic testing on a bunch of the different colored dingoes, and they're like 100% dingo. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. So it's the same. It's just color variations that are purely like... Yeah, within the dingo species. Because I thought they only came in that color, but that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, So a dingo then, a were dingo, would you say that the hybrid form would almost just be more, I guess... I guess creepy. Just that I mean, Slenderman, think, like yeah. a lot leaner, but still tall, kind of long, lanky, but they're like almost in line with their feet. So it's just like this form that's just a stick. Yeah, at I first. think so. It's just like, oh, that's not a stick. Yeah, like, I think that, it would that, be very like consolidated, like the shoulders and hips and stuff. Effective and efficient. Yeah. Like I think when you picture a werewolf, you get this very like elongated kind of triangle sort of frame right with like the big mm-hmm. shoulder big broad yeah. shoulders yeah like i think like a dingo would be just... a lot more compact but also just like hardy af like if you're gonna do a stat block for them yeah their constitution would be great I, would they're they're... Still, like they're high constitution but they don't look it would their decks be higher than a wolf like i feel like a wolf would be more strength versus decks if you compared the two like yeah i think mm. dingoes are like ridiculously efficient in their movements mm. you don't see them like pacing around really they're okay. they're gonna do and there's you can see in their hunting lines they pick really straight lines like they just know how to just be really efficient with their movements so there'd um, be a lot more dex-based attacks because it's just it's all about like it's not they don't overdo it with like strength or something like that it would be more efficient yeah i think potentially maybe like perhaps less toying um mm-hmm. I did find one thing that they have a pack size of around 10 minutes as well. So they are oh. they are like a lot of canines in general. So canine is the genus, um, of okay. which is quite a lot of species. Um, they're all social to the same sort of, similar sort of degree. Um, but, you know, being in Australia, it's pretty harsh. I also yeah. want someone to put mm. a dingo in their campaign with like a really... Aussie Ocker accent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would just be so great. Like, great. this terrifying creature that was, like, looming over you and then it's just, just putting out all the slang. That would be so good. It's just like, oh, oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I'm scared. I think it'd be interesting because if they are the, the longest-lived, or not longest-lived, but the longest, like, single... You know, yeah. they stay in the same area. What, what you said, basically. I can't believe really uh, the, t- the term is ex- extinct. Extinct? <laughs> As opposed to extinct. So it's the so opposite it's, of they, they've been the yeah, longest. They're, they're alive. Like, of of canine species, they're the mm. oldest currently living on this planet. So, like, if you look back in evolutionary history, there may have been a canine that existed on the Earth for longer, but they're not currently. But they're not here now. They're, they're not here now. Yeah. yeah. They're ex- extinct? Extinct? Uh, E-X-T-A-N-T. Extinct. Interesting. So it'd be interesting to see them have like a better almost culture or tradition. Yeah. Yeah. They would be. We've actually been around a lot longer than werewolves. Like as werewolves are. So yeah. Like they have a system in place already. And have them be a lot more influential. Yeah. That'd be cool. I would like to. How they control. I I think I'd like to see them take on a lot of the way Indigenous, Australian Indigenous, like, law and history is passed on. Like, I feel like they would have an adaptation of that. 
super ingrained like intergenerational learning that yeah. has just been passed on for ages and there's this like inherent wisdom and knowledge of their area yeah and i think it'd be cool if you're putting if you do decide to put uh where dingoes in a game having them like this is their turf and they are ridiculously familiar with it and mm. they just know it inside and out whether or not it looks like australia or not but just having this like connection to land mm, that is yes. just super strong yeah and, that'd be cool. and i yeah. I feel like less likely you would end up with like a weird dingo frat. Like I think it'd be a lot more just like a cultured family. Or, or yeah, I feel like if they turn someone, they would really bring them into the like make them understand mm. the history and the culture and what what they are now part of. I like that idea. Like also of this, be like, a lot. Yeah, shared learning. Yeah, yeah. Just so, like you were saying. Yeah, way more sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're being very nice. Um, I'm sure there's probably a couple of dingo frats out there. Yeah, maybe. They went to schoolies. Yeah. <laughs> they just rock up at the Gold Coast and get turned. There we go. Yeah. Um, so it also sounds like there'd be a lot less afflicted ones and just it'd be a more nat like, yeah. just like if you could populate, have a population difference. So like, what's the ratio between afflicted and natural? Um, Natural? What is it? Maybe because of the landscape of Australia too. Maybe like it's less Mm -hmm. where they are is less dense. So there's less likely that other populations of humans would be afflicted by them. Mm. Also, you've seen this in a couple of yeah, you've seen this in a couple of like vampire different like vampire representations where either it's just someone biting someone because they can, um, or they think it's cool, or they're you know having a relationship or something um which seems to be the common arc versus i'm taking you under my wing and Mm. you are staying with me and we are learning this and we're doing this together and this is like this is now part of the society that you're in Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if there's like a difference there as well it's like okay like i'm gonna pick who i'm gonna like turning is maybe more of an occasion rather than Mm -hmm. just yeah. You know, willy nilly. Yeah. But again, they'd be like individuals will do things differently. So, what's their like, what is their habitat kind of like compared to wolves? Like their living uh, thing? Like caves with beds? <laughs> Less dank? <laughs> <laughs> is it like Kubipedia, like all the underground, like to keep cool kind of um, different vibes? They- <laughs> They often, like, use what's around, so they can make dens in caves or, like, hollow logs, or they'll repurpose, you know, where, they, where there are now rabbits or, like, wombat burrows or something, so they don't really burrow themselves, but if there's a feature there, then why not use it? Okay. Yeah. So in a household, there'd be a lot more of, like, them frugally using stuff and, like, handing down clothes and furniture. Maybe, yeah, yeah but maybe that's, Council like... pickup week is a... <laughs> I guess if they're that connected to the land and have a greater like appreciation for the environment and respect Mm. for that land that 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 would make sense yeah I mean why reinvent the wheel or even build a second wheel if you can go find one like Mm. it's all energy and it's all resources so like yeah use what you can and if you know that there is something else there or it's going to be vacant later or you can just go eat a bunch of rabbits, then go for it, you yeah. know? <laughs> I, I really like this. I think someone absolutely should write a wedding into a campaign. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be nice to do, because a lot of, I mean, a lot of D&D campaigns are set in, like, European or North American settings, because mm. that's where a lot of the writers are. Um, yep. And 
it's just fun being Australia or even just knowing about other ecosystems and stuff and just being like, what does this world look like? I mean, the fact that we have a plane of fire and you don't want to do a desert landscape, like I'm confused yeah. here. <laughs> like, yeah. Because <laughs> there's, this, there's this vampire type of uh, creature that's Australian that I I love. It's so messed up. Earthly creature or D&D creature? Uh, no, it's like in... Australian mythology. So is it is oh, it cool. encrypted or is it? Yes, is it it's called a Yaramaya, Yaramaya, and it so it's a, from Aboriginal folklore, and they lurk ooh, in treetops. When a person walks under the tree, it will leap from the tree. <gasps> oh, it's onto the frogs! The, yeah, it will leap from the tree onto the person, suck almost all its blood, then swallow <laughs> it whole, and then regurgitate it back up, and then like go have a nap. Then the 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 person will become shorter and redder each time that they are can like swallowed and regurgitated until they also become one. That's cool. Because it keeps. I love them. them. Yeah. Um. So I just found them on Wiki, and it says, "See also drop bear," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." So I I love this creature. It just cool. and I think there is so much in um in our indis- indigenous Australian mythology that would translate so well into a D&D campaign. Um, so, so do you want to write a D&D campaign with me? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll 100% yeah. write a yes. D&D story. Let's That'd do that. Amazing. I would love I'm, to do it that. sucks yeah. the blood out of their, with their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst bit. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so but see, cool. see how it like, later returns. It doesn't even do it at the same time. It no, later returns. It later returns. So... This is why, like, yeah, we're just so used to vampires, people falling in love with them and stuff. But this creature is, like, it's, it's just what love. it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so I good. I would love to do that. I, yes. Like, we used to go camping every year between Christmas and New Year, and um, we did have one person who'd been the same site as us. Um, he'd always come and he'd always tell us stories of, like, bunyips and you know, mm. other things that could get us and it was so it was just nice to like get some different stories as well and yeah. also be terrified as a child but you know I'd love the different landscapes too like mm. I'm kind of sick of the Barovia style European <laughs> you know yeah all of those yeah. stereotypes yeah for sure as as someone who doesn't live there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's just harder to get immersed into it you know yeah yeah it's like everything I picture is from like Van Helsing, <laughs> some Dracula movie. Like it's just, that's, true. that's my limitations. So yeah, yeah. Um, the Twilight movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not what. That's not what the US looks like. Yeah, is that what school is like in the states? Yeah, hmm. it's exactly the same, right? Totally. Because it, it's in my mind, going to school in America is like. A mixture of Twilight and High School Musical. Do you sing that often? <laughs> Is this a thing that would happen? <laughs> Everybody bursts into song. It's kind of exhausting. Uh... <laughs> Glee, Glee, but they're werewolves. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. What werewolf is just like? Oh no, I've come into drama club, and now this is all I know <laughs> of being a human. <laughs> <laughs> Language is only song. Oh uh, yeah. 
Well, thank you for joining us today, Nikki. That has been so much fun. I really want a campaign now with Wear Dingoes and I'm going to be super suspicious of anyone in the office that leaves dishes in the sink and eats my sandwich. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, Well, if you have liked getting a bit more involved in the biology, I do a whole thing on it called the Biology of Beasts or Bob. We're on Saturdays at 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time at my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Nick underscore A underscore Brack. B-R-A-C. And we'll put that um, in the description of the yeah. podcast to make it easier. They say don't put underscores in. It's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we talk about uh, creatures from D&D and other places and we talk about the biology and then we also make an encounter that you can use for 5th edition, which is good fun. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. This has been a hoot. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Um, and if you have are listening to this and have enjoyed it which I, I hope you have we release episodes every week please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts and we'd also love if you could review us on itunes tell everybody how wonderful our guests are um, how much more professional i am than dustin that kind of thing you can also find us at twitch.tv forward slash we didn't roll for this where we stream our recordings live and do some other tabletop rpg and more See ya!